What is up, Intuitive Sheep Dogs? Welcome to another podcast episode of the Intuitive Sheep Dog with your host, me, Autumn Schmidt. Today we have a very special guest. I'm going to be introducing um, you to her in just a few moments. We're going to be talking about boundaries and <clears throat> something I want to just I want to bring up really quickly before we dive into the content into the interview is that you know you're fucking worth it. You're worth it. And you may think that this is a bullshit topic and you and you really may not have ever given it any thought, but I'm gonna tell you something. When I when I changed my boundaries, I changed my life. And um, because you know, we don't realize it. You're a very selfless person. We're in the most whatever, if you're a sheepdog, then I guarantee you, you are extremely selfless and whatever your career is, whatever your day-to-day activities are, but you don't realize that. In fact, I bet you have this bullshit idea that you're somehow selfish. Um, I get, uh, I get those messages on the daily of people like, I'm, I'm afraid to, you know, get into this kind of work because if I die, isn't that like selfish, right? Like, so that's, that's what they're saying to me. And you're not, and and setting boundaries really will change your life. So I want you to listen to this episode, take what you will. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guest. At the end, you're going to hear about an opportunity. If you want to really up-level your life, if you want to change, if you want to take the steps and learn how I did what I'm doing right now, literally step by step by step. Um, then I want you to listen. I have an opportunity for, it's my first ever intuitive sheepdog digital course. You take it right when you sign up and you don't have to fuck around and wait for content. There's tons of content, tons of good stuff. Um, that is going to be shared with you after this, um, interview. I'm excited. Enjoy. Honey, I'm so excited that you are here. You are on intuitive sheepdog. You are going to be bringing, um, your, bliss. I'm just so excited to hear all about you. And we are going to be specifically talking about boundaries, which is so important. So can you please introduce yourself to Sheepdog Nation? Hey, Sheepdog Nation. So I'm Hani Rosengarten, but can I just stop and say how much I love the name Sheepdog Nation, which (laughs) may be which may be familiar to you guys. I never heard that term for our servicemen. Mm -hmm. And then when I when I heard about this podcast, I said, sheepdog, like I used to live in Israel and we had this hill behind my apartment and there was a shepherd coming with his sheep, with his Mm -hmm. flock, and he had these sheepdog and they did the important work of rounding up the flock that would just be bumbling around unaware Mm -hmm. and just kind of losing their way, you know? I love it. So you kind of get it. You kind of get it. So let me let me explain it to you just a little bit. So um, the term was founded actually for an hour references um, founded by a lieutenant colonel named Dave Grossman, and he he this is it's so funny because you literally just said the analogy, but the analogy is this: is there's three types of people in the world. There's the sheep, which are like just normal everyday civilians that want to live their life. There were wolves that feed off the sheep, which equal predators, and then there were the sheep dogs. And a sheepdog isn't necessarily just a first responder. It's anybody who is ready to step up and protect the sheep. And so we are the intuitive sheepdogs. How beautiful. And thank you for your service. Thank you, honey. So could you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yes. So... Um, I coach people in 
finding their own boundaries. And boundaries usually seem to be a word where you're putting distance or fences or walls up between people. And I found that not to work because it ends up being a painful process for both people on either side of the fence. Nobody likes to be locked away from, from the people they love just because they need to make boundaries. And what I discovered was that boundaries are really just knowing where you end and the other person begins. So mm-hmm. I help people identify who they are and their greatness so mm-hmm. that they know who they are and nobody can take that away from them. Nobody can come into their space and rattle them. Mm. Because when we know our power, we hold it. Love it. I love it. And how did you start? Like we started talking a little bit about like where you came from. Can you, can you share that with us? Yes, definitely. So I grew up in a very small town. We had about a thousand families and they were made up of 99% Holocaust survivors. Those were the founders. Those were my grandparents. Um, All of us were children and grandchildren of Holocaust survivors. So while they did an excellent job of getting out of the Holocaust, losing everybody and their family and saying, let's start again. We're not going to let this get us down they were in survival mode. They just Mm. needed to start again. And that's what they passed down. So I grew up with a tremendous amount of shame. I walked around with so much pain about myself, about who I was feeling not deserving, um, just terrible shame. I, I, I mean, I used to walk around with so much pain in my heart. My fantasy was I just wanted to like rip my heart out and throw it as far away from myself as I could because I I couldn't tolerate the pain. Mm. Um, And so, you know, I married early. This is part of my community's um, customs and and way of life. I married early in an arranged marriage. I had two children. Um, By the time I was 23, I actually had three children by then. Mm. And I was living in just my marriage wasn't working. My finances weren't working. My parenting wasn't working. Um, I was in so much pain that I knew there had to be a better way. Mm. So that's where I started healing. And I tried many things, but ultimately what I found to be the most healing is the power we have within ourselves. We are so able to support and love ourselves. And once I got myself everything else fell into place, which is so miraculous. And that's what I love sharing. Like I started sharing it on social media. I connected to other people who were in similar situations and we're all dealing with a lot of pain, you know? So Mm. that's where I started. And I love it. And you know, something that I don't even know if you know how passionate I am about this, but um, so the intuitive sheepdog that my brand was formed because um so if we go back a, f- a few steps the the epidemic in law enforcement we're facing right now is um of course suicide so we have lost last year and i believe that's the second year in a row that we've lost more officers to suicide than we have in the line of duty deaths and so what that's telling us is Um, our training is protecting us on the streets, but it's not protecting us at home. And so what I feel the number one um, issue in this is I've done a lot of, you know, I've done a lot of talking, a lot of interviews about this, and we tend to get disconnected from ourselves. It seems to be the first thing that goes is 
we get very disconnected from who we are, from our inner beings, from our intuition. And so I love what you're saying and how you're saying that you healed and what you have been bringing to the world and through your books and et cetera, um, because it really is all about that connection to self and connection to who we are on a soul level and deeply and staying connection to our, you know, our intuition, you know? Yes. Yes. That is where the healing is. But before we talk about the healing, I just want to say, I am so sorry. I didn't know the amount of trauma and pain that our service members go through. And to anyone who's listening to this, I'm so sorry for the pain you're going through. I have to say, I've been pretty cut off. Like I said, we, we lived in a very insular community based off of Holocaust survivors. So mm-hmm. even though my parents didn't even drive a car, and they ne- so they never even got a traffic ticket, they never got into anything with the law, there was this fear of authority, you know, mm-hmm. based on their own traumas. So I didn't know, I mean, I, I didn't see past that. And I didn't know the amount of pain that was going on with the people who essentially are keeping us safe and our communities safe. And so I'm sorry about that. And um, thank you for saying ahead. that. No, thank you for saying that. And I think, you know, especially from like what your family and stuff have, has gone through from, you know, figures of authority, like deeply, I appreciate that. What just to give you a little bit more, I just want to talk about this just for a minute as what we are going through is we're, we're getting hit from every side. So we're getting hit from the public. You know, we just, we've had some bad eggs, bad officers, and unfortunately, you know, they put a bad taste in everyone's mouth for us, which has really, it's really ruined a lot of the good cops because the good cops, we, we can't, we take that shit to heart because you get in this job and you're like, I'm here to do good and I'm going to help the people that need help. And I'm going to put away the bad guys who are hurting people and murdering people and, you know, drugging people. I'm going to do all these things. And then there's a lot of gray in the job. And then, and then the public steps in and then the administration steps in, your coworkers step in, the media steps in, then you're exhausted. But before you know it, you've completely lost who you are. And and you just kind of downward spiral, but we're, you know, first responders, we're we're getting it from every angle. And so that's a lot of, you know, how can we, how can we come together? And of course we want to weed out the bad ones. Just like we want to weed out the bad doctors, the bad lawyers, the bad everything. Right. But how do we, how do we weed out the bad ones while still, you know, coming together and supporting the people who are really out there putting their life on the line every day to make sure that, you know, our communities aren't full of chaos. Yes. yes. That's, that's the question. It's a great question, right? Mm-hmm. And what I love about this is that even though people are looking, you know, it's easy to look at the media and see the bad stories and see the one or two bad people who have made the headlines Mm -hmm. and then base an entire picture on that. When the entire police force is made out of people, even the people who've gone astray initially, I mean, I suppose, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't talk for the, I can't talk for people who've gone too far out. I don't know, but my guess is that each person who, goes into this field of work, goes in with a mission to help, Mm -hmm. to care, to keep safe, to watch over, to 
to like you're saying to weed out right there are people amongst us in our society and every factor of our society that have been led astray and your job is to keep everyone safe that's your job that's what you entered for you came into this force dedicating your life towards the wellness of our nation yeah so but then you feel like you know then you feel like the nation's turning its back on you and so what do you do and that's that's part of what you know we're going through and so what i would love is i would love for you to kind of start talk like tell us about you know your inner healing and 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 your journey that you've gone on. And so I'm hoping, you know, at least one sheepdog is going to hear this and say, you know what, I can relate to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to start working and taking those steps. Yes. Okay. So let me share my, my story. Some of what happened to me when I found myself um, guilty and trapped between everyone's expectation of me. I mean, I was, doing everything that I was supposed to do. And yet I was failing. I mean, when I failed my children, when I felt that I was failing my children, Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm doing everything right. I'm doing this for them. Like how, how, how is it hurting so much? Um, And for me, it was going back home to myself. We are all surrounded by, all kinds of vying forces. They're all vying for our attention. They all have opinions about us and how we're doing things, but we know, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we've, we've um, given our attention to everyone around us and everything that they want from us, but inside of us, there is something very pure and very large and very powerful that is not limited to our current circumstances. Mm. So for me, there were two things that I, that have been very powerful for me. Um, One of them is a prayer that I, I used to say this prayer every day without really understanding how healing it was. And someone pointed out to me, she said, you're Jewish. Don't you say this prayer? And I said, I do. And the prayers, the prayer is this, the prayer is my creator, the soul that you have created, that you have given me, she is pure. You have created mm. her. You have put her inside of me. You have crafted her exactly as she is. And when I heard these words more clearly, what I said was, yes, you know, maybe I think that I need to be this and that mother. And maybe I think that I need to be better in this way. And maybe I'm getting criticism from all around me. And maybe I'm not towing the line according to society. But there is something in me that is made the way it was supposed to be made, that is powerful just because it exists, and that is pure. And I was able to go home inside my boundary. The boundary is, yes, the news has what to say. And, you know, everyone has what to say about the work you're doing. It's easy to talk when you're not there in the, in the circumstances bound to the limitations of time and necessity. It's very easy to talk, but mm. I'm here and I'm pure and I'm acting from a pure intention. Mm. And the other piece about this similar to this, which was so powerful was when I learned that 
you know, it's nice to pray and it's nice to have good intention and it's nice to align with our purpose. The fact is, action is the highest form of prayer. Action is the highest form of intention because if you have an intention and you're sitting on your couch with that intention, it's great. It's, it's, it has its, you know, it has its benefits. But when you're out there in your car headed to where you're going, patrolling the streets, or in my case, yeah. just changing the baby's diaper, whatever it is, yeah. you are taking an action. An action is more powerful than anything you might say. Ooh. So that action is the outcome. It's the manifestation of your intention, your prayer. And what is the prayer? The prayer is not, you know, let me, let me do something. Let me jump into a situation that's traumatic. Let me be part of somebody's chaos. That's not the prayer. The prayer is, let me bring safety. Let me bring peace. Let me be a source of security for all the people in this neighborhood or in this nation. That's the prayer. And the action, even though it feels completely different from the intention, because action is always different from the intention, even if that action feels traumatic, feels forced, feels um, criticized, feels powerful, it's an action based on an intention that is pure and is beautiful and is the desire to do good in the world. Nobody enters your line of work without wanting to help the people, your sheepdogs. Mm -hmm. That's the prayer. That's the intention. I like that. I, li I like the intention because you're right. Like we don't, I can say that like we don't really set intentions, um, you know, going out other than like, I know that a lot of us will, you know, will say a prayer to bring us home safe and bring our shift you know, when our partner's home safe and, and, uh, you know, Amen pray to, to our, huh? Amen to that. Yeah. And, and we'll pray to like Archangel Michael or St. Michael to protect us. Um, but I like, I like what you're saying. And I think it gives us like this other mindset as well as, you know, for setting this intention, you know, maybe we won't attract like very, like such bad shit all the time. <laughs> Sometimes we need a little bit of reprieve from that. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's you know? hard enough. Yeah. 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 And and what's interesting about the intention is that when you know why you're doing what you're doing, it's easier to keep that boundary, to keep that focus of why am I here? Right? Because mm. anytime you're doing your work, you're essentially being invited into other people's chaos. This mm. is chaos that you have not created. This is chaos that Someone got drunk and decided to still drive. Somebody decided to, you know, take out their anger in some very extreme ways. That's someone else's shit. That's not your stuff. And yet mm. your work is, your intention is, your center from where you act is, there is all of that happening in the world. And mm. I'm creating safety. So there's the division, that clarity, that boundary between Yes, there's the chaos that people create. And I am, my job is to come into that. Mm. And yet I'm not the chaos. The chaos is not inside of me. My intention is to bring peace. And because my intention is to bring peace, I enter chaos. But, but while I enter, I hold who I am. 
I'm not melting and melding into this situation that has been caused by others because it's not mine. Got it. I like that. And so it's really about like releasing that kind of energy and shit too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's really nice. Now, so we, is this like how we start setting boundaries? The best way to set boundaries is to know. When you know who you are, what you want, why you're here, and your strengths, that's the boundary. Mm. That's where it starts from. And then action, right? Again, the action that comes from that intention is, until where am I willing to go? How am I going to be influenced by you? Yes, you have a lot to say, but is that ultimately my truth? If I come from my truth, you can say all the things that you want to say about my work, but is that ultimately my truth? So true. You know, you're bringing up a lot of really good points that I just, I kind of want to, I want to hit home in our language, sheepdog nation. So if you're getting a little disconnected from this, here's what I want to say about what Hani's saying. You know, it's really about what I'm saying. She's saying it very beautifully in a, bit, a little different way. Um, but you know, she's saying you, you need to stay connected to who you are and stay in your truth. And so when, you know, you get called upstairs because who the hell knows somebody, a citizen complained or, you know, a supervisor or coworker is trying to fuck with you and this and that you, you got to stay in your truth. You got to stay connected to who you are and what she's saying. And I just, I just love this, especially out on the road. I mean, out on the road, we deal with so many different types of people and people who just they hate us because of the uniform. They don't hate you personally, but they hate the uniform and they're saying things and they're doing things. And we see, I, you know, we see a lot of cops lose their heads over this stuff, you know, and lose their cool and, and really get offended and all this stuff. But what Honey's saying is just so, it's so right. You know, we stay connected and we stay true to who we are. Nobody can fuck with us. They, they, they just can't. And that's what she's saying is like, so they're, they're going over there and they're going to say all this stuff, but is that your truth? No. You stay connected to who you are. You don't lose who you are and you're connected to your truth. Number one, you're going to be able to handle so much more stuff, you know, and, but you're going to be able to do it more happily and you're going to be able to do it more powerfully. I, I just think it's so powerful. Beautiful message, honey. Thank you so much. Mm, yeah. I mean, as you're talking, I'm thinking, right? Cop pulls over and this person is having a meltdown. When you know why you're doing this, instead of engaging with a meltdown, you see that meltdown as his. He has an, he ha he's having a tantrum. You can observe it from your seat of power, from inside of yourself, knowing what you're doing and why you're here, and be like, interesting tantrum, you know? Yeah. Because what happens if we don't separate ourselves is we join the tantrum. He is mm -hmm. getting hysterical. We get hysterical as well. That's just natural human tendency. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, he's starting to curse and we, we come in with a double dose, but we can also separate and say, hmm, okay, this is how he's responding. Interesting. Right. Mm. So interesting. And you're so right. And it's, it's true. It's just so true. And it's really about taking our power and it's really about, you know, staying true to who we are and staying connected to us. And, and there's some, you know, we have so many situations, so many, you know, um, stories of us uh, officers and, and, and sitting back and, and keeping calm and keeping cool. I mean, everybody that when I was on the road, you know, the <laughs> everybody, every man, 
and every woman loved to call me a bitch and a cunt. That, I mean, that was like, they just thought that like that was going to offend me. Like they were like, you know, and I just remember getting, that was literally my name every single day of somebody that would be all pissed off. And that was like what they would call me. And it's like, and I would look at them and I'm like, do you really think that I give a shit about what you are saying? Number one. And number two, do you not think that that is not my nickname? I mean, hello, I have heard that since day one because everyone tries to say something to get under your skin. And so for the most, you know, for the most part, we can deal with that. You know, officers, you get in the job, you know, you know, that's going to happen. However, when you get disconnected from yourself, when everything feels like it's falling down on you, when things start getting really hard and it's just a compound, compounded stress on your shoulders, you disconnect from your truth, like Hani's saying, and what happens is you snap. And when you snap, it's not good. And then even more compounded stuff. And so what I really just want to reiterate here, like Hani's saying, is you, know, you got to set that boundary to everybody else of who you are and staying connected to who you are and not letting other people cross that boundary and get into your head and get into your heart. And I just think it's such a beautiful message. And I just want to say thank you, Hani, so much for coming on and, and sharing you know, your story with us and, and sharing your, you know, how you look at this because this is, this is really nice. It's a nice, refreshing point of view. Well, thank you. You're thank welcome. You for your service. Do, do you have anything that you would like to leave Sheepdog Nation with? Um, I'm thinking if this is the best thing to leave you with. Can we talk about suicide for a minute? Let's talk about it. All right. So, you know, you, you've said that this has been sadly really true, that we're losing more members to suicide than to accident and, and to, you know, the dangers of the job and there's something yeah so this is what I want to share when I started writing um, one of the first pieces that I wrote actually still in college was a piece on suicide and it was a story of a person who is in his room and completely downtrodden and nothing's working and ultimately he just takes his gun to his head and um, he kills himself mm. um, but the second he kills himself, I mean, I don't, you know, different people have different beliefs about how we pass. Um, but the story is that he ends his life and suddenly he's seeing his saint, he's in his room. He's just not limited by the body and how much pain the body is carrying and all that like disappointment and frustration and trying and all the actions that didn't work. And he's, and so he's free. So he sees his room and his room is so unique and beautiful and touching and, and just lovely. And he, he's able to transcend the room because he's not limited by physicality and he sees his neighbors and he just senses things with so much um, power that it gives him that experience that he's never experienced before. Mm. And so as he's experiencing the joy of the world, from a place of unlimitedness, he's, he just says, I, I want to be, I still want to be here. I still mm. want to experience this. And so, you know, he comes back near his body, but he can't enter his body anymore. Um, and the reason I'm offering this is because we are in our bodies and our bodies are pained. It's mm. easy to you know, be connected to ourselves when things are going well. But when we did experience trauma and we are experiencing abuse and things are not working well, 
it's really hard to remember how wonderful we are. Mm -hmm. And so we can easily get down there and just feel the despair of so much pain. There's no way of getting out of it. And yet we are so much more than our current reality and the feelings we're feeling right now. Mm. So true. So true. Thank you for that story. Beautiful. And I just think it's really beautiful. I really appreciate you sharing that story. And I think it's really relatable as well. You know, I've heard a lot. Um, I've read a lot and watched a lot of videos about um, suicide and, and um, in the spiritual realm, you know, I take it to this whole new level, um, like talking to people who channel and this and that and, you know, what they say. And, and again, some, some of you probably aren't going to believe in this, which is totally fine. And I'm not pushing my beliefs on you, but here's what I've heard. Um, and what I've seen is that, you know, the minute somebody takes their lives, they instantly regret it on the other side. Just like what you're saying, honey, is they're just like, whoa, no, I want to go back now, but it's too late. You know, I, we don't, we don't want to guilt anyone into this. We just want that, you know, when I'm living in this world and I encounter the full extent of the pain that is possible for human beings here on earth, I also want to remember that pure, beautiful, loving piece of myself that just can take so much joy out of a sunrise, out of a cup of coffee, Mm. out of a friendship, out of a good conversation. Like there is so much joy for us. And when we lean into that, we don't have to believe all the negativity that's coming at us. Love it. Beautiful. Thank you so much, honey. We really appreciate having you here. Thank you for having me. And to all the brave people out there, despite everything, keeping all of us safe. Thank you for being the Sheepdog Nation. Thank you, honey. And can you tell Sheepdog Nation how they can find you on the socials? Yes. So I'm most active on Instagram, which is at Hani, C-H-A-N-Y underscore. And then my last name, Rosengarten, R-O-S-E-N-G-A-R-T-E-N underscore. That's my Instagram handle. Um, and I have a website, www.hanirosengarten.com. Wonderful. Thank you so much, honey. All right. Sheepdog Nation, we'll see you next time. So you're here, you're wondering, what is the Intuitive Sheepdog Digital Course? Is it the right thing for me? Here's the deal. First, I want to take you back and I want to tell you a little bit about me. I want you to know that this digital course is step-by-step the life-changing steps, the life-changing realizations, the life-changing things I've had to implement um, into my life to be able to actually achieve my dreams. If you're not sure what that means because you're like, oh, that's cliche as fuck. Well, let me tell you. So I started out hurt. I was a cop. I've been a cop since I was 20 years old. I got injured. I got injured in the line of duty. My doctor said, you know what? You're never going to work full-time patrol again. And that day changed my life. My legs were going numb. My back was hurting. I was unable to work out. And I dealt with it for a long time because I wasn't going to be that girl, especially being a female, right? Like I wasn't going to be that person, but I didn't have a choice. Like my partners knew my legs were numb. I'd have to sit really awkwardly in my cruiser. Like uh, I would have to work dispatch here and there. And I'd have to literally unbutton the tops of my pants because the pressure on my back was way too much. It was killing me. Um, sitting for long periods of time were hurting, standing for long periods of time. I just, I couldn't do it. Laying down is what gave me my reprieve. Okay. And as you know, as a police officer, you don't get to fucking lay down. 
So I, so due to my injury that I sustained, I could no longer uh, work full-time patrol and it killed me. You know, I met my husband in the police academy, right? Like, so being a cop and police work and the police life, like that's all that I knew. Uh, I was halfway done my master's in criminal justice for fuck's sake. Like I was going to be part of the administration and um, I got, I got stopped right in my tracks and it was the single best worst thing that had ever happened to me at the time. It was devastating. I hit a deep, deep depression, stayed in my bed for weeks on end, get up to shower. Maybe, you know, I showered. (laughs) I didn't love that. Didn't like getting out of bed. Didn't want to leave my house. I wasn't, you know, I was couch ridden. Like, so I I really couldn't get up and go work out and do all the things that people tell you to do to, you know, um, become un depressed to become happy. You know, here I am making up words, but you get it. And so I had to do something. I was sitting there and I had to do something. And after a few months of this and my husband desperately, like literally desperately pleading, begging me to do something. He's like, you are not my, my, at the time I was his girlfriend, you were not my girlfriend. I don't know who you are. This is not the girl that I got with. I understand like you've been dealt, like you were dealt a hard, um, you know, stack of cards, but fuck, like what the hell? And I was just, I just really turned into this really miserable, negative, you know, depressed person. I had crippling anxiety. Um, we couldn't go. I could definitely couldn't go to a restaurant without feeling like I was choking, like, like the whole time couldn't breathe. My throat felt like it was closing up. Um, I, you know, driving through a city was, I just couldn't do it. I felt like I was having a heart attack walking into the grocery store. I mean, I was really, I couldn't do anything. I I would constantly call my mom and tell her I was having the big one. And I know that's funny, but let me tell you when I was going through it, it wasn't funny. So I was really in this, you know, rock bottom phase of my life. It just felt like the walls were caving in on me and I didn't know where to go. Didn't know what to do. You know, nobody knew, you know, everybody's suggestion was that I went and got on medication. And when you're in this state, you definitely, if, if you feel like that's the right thing for you, I'm not shitting on it. But for me, that was not the right thing. I said, no, I know I just need to, I need change. Like I just need to change. I know this. And so again, I know I'm making it sound like, like, oh yeah, it was just so easy. I just decided, but no, like this is a span of months. Okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to start a business. And then I was like, I have to do something for my house, right? Do something for my couch. I had dabbled in multi-level marketing. So I knew that you, you could do stuff from your computer, that whole like laptop lifestyle, but I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And what happened was I had to lean in deep on my spirituality. Um, I had to look to others to coach me, to help, you know, change my perspective, change my mind, started binge watching Tony Robbins. He actually is the one that got me up out of bed. Um, And then it went from, you know, him to just different people that I would listen to and they would mentor me and they didn't even know it through these YouTube videos. And I got books. And then I started journaling and I would meditate and I would do all the things. It was slow. It sounds like it was fast, but it was really slow, the slow process. And before you know it, I had a business. I was running a business and it was a successful business, but I was miserable. So I got right back into where I was again because I wasn't living out my heart's passion. I was just, I was covering, I was putting a bandaid on it. Does that make sense? 
was putting a Band-Aid. And so when I put the Band-Aid on, it, it worked for, you know, six months to a year. And then I'd have to rip the Band-Aid off and I'd go right through the same funk. Shorter, about a month, month or two instead of months on end. But I would go through the same thing. But this time my income was getting fucked with because I would, I would shut down my business, stop doing what I was doing, and then I wouldn't have any income. And so obviously you can see that that would yield to having a lot of issues. Then what I had to do after this happened twice, just so you know, like I shut down my business more than one time, uh, three times, three times. This happened three times. Um, I, I was business coaching, then I was spiritual coaching, and then I was um, running a self-defense um, online course and then an in-person course. And and I had to shut it all down because I said, there's something missing. I, f- I don't know what it is, but I hate everything. I hate my life. Shut it all down. Finished my master's. And during that time I was finishing my master's, I started my podcast, which is probably where you met me. And that podcast literally came from me trusting my gut, following a hunch to get on there and vent. I just wanted to vent because I just felt really wrong with everything that had happened to me. I felt so wronged. Maybe you feel that way. Maybe you just feel like it's like you against the world. Well, that was me. And I have felt that multiple times in my life. But the thing is, you guys, is when you, when you push that down, it comes back with a fucking vengeance. You have to heal. You have to let go. You have to move through your anger, have to let go and move through your shit. When you don't, you run into problems. And so that is what happened to me. My anger, my, it came back with the vengeance. Couldn't, you know, I heard, I had everybody in my head. I didn't know what to do. I got lost. I got stuck again. And I had to bring myself through this process. This is the process that I've used for myself a few times, but this time I made sure that I was going to do the work and it was going to stick. And that's, this process is what I'm, what I'm teaching you in the sheepdog digital course. Okay. Step-by-step it's, we really got to get in and we have got to change your perspective. We got to get in there and change your mind. First, you know, first thing we do is I'm going to teach you how to get a little vulnerable. Now I know as a sheepdog, you're like, Autumn, fuck that. And I'm never, and you'll see in there, I talk about, you know, keeping your gap and, and not being vulnerable in the job, but being vulnerable with yourself, kind of being vulnerable with the universe and just being like, yo, I'm not happy or blah, blah, like whatever it is. I'm not happy. You know, I'm, I fucking give up. I don't know what to do. And and this is the time where it's the most beautiful and precious time in your life is when you can just kind of be like, all right, universe, I'm open. Guide me. What would you have me do? What 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 am I supposed to be doing? This is actually it's it's this like crazy, beautiful, ugly time in your life because you're done trying to control something that you can't even control. The only, the only thing you have control of is over your mind. And that is what I'm going to teach you. And I'm going to teach you how to control your mind. I'm going to teach you how to control your thoughts. I'm going to teach you how to pull out the bullshit that has been deep down inside of you. I'm going to have you, you know, learn to journal. I'm going to teach you how to journal so that you can like, you know, you don't have to look for everybody else to everybody else for the answers. You get to look on the inside for your own answers. How beautiful is that? It's the most beautiful, miraculous thing. It's literally a miracle. I'm going to teach you how to do all that. I'm going to teach you how to change your thoughts, deep dive into your bullshit. And at the end, your whole entire perspective is going to change. Okay. So this, this course is what has changed my life. I believe in it. I swear by it. And I want every sheepdog to have it. 
So if that is something that you can get, you can get behind, if you're like, I'm ready, like I need to change my life, this course, it's only $197. And if you're like, Autumn, I don't have that right now. No problem. I have your back. There is a fucking payment plan. So all you need to do, you can continue to read. You can look at the curriculum, look at the breakdown, look at everything you get. Because not only are you getting this eight-week course, which will be delivered, you'll get every single week delivered to you. When you sign up, you get it. So you could sign up on a Monday or you could sign up on a Friday. It doesn't matter. It's all set up. So every single week, right from right when you sign up, you start getting content. You start getting modules. You're going to hear from me two times a week. You're going to have a ton of content, a ton of modules. You get to keep everything for yourself. And guess what? A lot of it is audio based. So you like this, you like my podcast, you're in luck. Okay. I got your back. If you enjoy reading, I have emails in there with the written content. You're going to have activities that you need to do. That's really going to change your life. Um, and, and you know what the cool thing is, is you can do this with your spouse. You can do this with a friend. You don't have to do this by yourself. So not only are you getting all that eight weeks of stuff, you're getting six extra bonuses. Okay. Well worth like together, the course and the bonuses are worth over $685. And that's not me putting bullshit prices on everything. This is stuff that I've actually charged for this content. Okay. I've been doing this for a little while. So, um, you're going to be getting an entire bonus module on around visualization and attracting, attracting the life that you want. Can you imagine learning how to visualize, learning how to daydream in order to fucking have the shit that you want in your life? Amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? Absolutely amazing. Then guess what? We're going to have a bonus. It's going to be a Q&A live stream event with me um, in the Intuitive Sheepdog uh, Facebook group. So if that is, you know, you have questions, you get stuck, that's going to be the time for you coming to ask me. We're going to have a conversation. Um, you also, this is probably my absolute favorite bonus is you're going to get one free month in t- inside the club and the club itself has been shut down. So you can't get in unless you take this digital course and you get a bonus month um, for free. So and that's worth $55. That is going to be absolutely life-changing. You get to be around people who've already taken the course, who answer all your questions, who will you know, be there to support you 24-7. It's amazing. That course, that club is absolutely amazing. You're going to get your own angel number book and training because as you start to take this course, you start to open your mind. Um, you're going to start seeing numbers and you're going to be like, what the hell? What are my angels trying to tell me? I'm going to tell you. You're going to get three guided meditations I created specifically for sheepdogs. It's going to help you to begin to relax instantly. And you get an entire bonus meditation class that I created just for sheepdogs. So you are literally in for $197 or if you sign up for the payment plan, it's going to be life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. Life-changing. So I'm telling you, if you like what I've been doing, if you like the fact that everybody told me I would never be able to be a life coach for cops and here I am, my my one-on-one practice is fully booked out. I've been, um, I've been taking care of myself financially for the past year with this. Um, I have spoken to thousands of police officers, first responders, spouses from all across the country. I have had some very famous influential people on my podcast. I am, I am now hired as a consultant, as a coach, as a life coach for a police department. A, a police department, I manifested this, like a police department just hired me to be the life coach 
for their cops at their police department they're paying me. How fucking beautiful is that, right? So if you are like, I want to do these crazy things, I want to make crazy things happen just like Autumn, then this is for you. I'm going to walk you step by step through my process. If you have questions, email me, autumn at autumnclifford.com. Message me on Instagram. You can message me and my team on Facebook and one of us will get back to you. And I'm telling you, if you are sitting here going, oh my God, I'm contemplating, that's your bullshit. If you're listening to this, you want this, don't even mess around. The only question that you need to answer right now is how you're going to pay. You paying in full or you taking the payment plan? All right. Don't forget, I got your back.